Welcome back to the Pick 199 podcast, episode 66. I'm here with Muzzy. Hey. Totsy. Hey, boys. And Snake Big P. <laughs> Very good. Uh, this week, we've got some news and we've got some uh, results from the NFL. Uh, we do apologise for not uh, putting out a pod last week. We had audio and technical issues. So we'll get back on the horse this week and get stuck into it. Uh, without further ado, jump straight in. We had the end of their fun season last night with Max Verstappen coming out on top on the very last lap. What a dirty cheat. <laughs> no, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you little Lewis Hamilton suck boy. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a great race and it was one of the best races of the year by far. And like, look, no, no, the way it ended isn't how anyone wants to win it, but or lose the championship, I should say. But it is what it is. So the controversy was surrounded by... Uh, started with uh, Max Verstappen taking a dive on the inside on the first lap. Um, Hamilton got a, an advantage by driving on the outside off the track. Um, so that, that was the first incident. And then the last incident was... Uh, the last, the very last lap, we had the car, or the second last lap, we had the cars behind the safety car, and usually for, they let the other cars through to unlap themselves. But what they did in this instance was only let the next five behind Hamilton and Verstappen. So cars like five through to ten were let through, but then the rest of them were held back so the others could race. So Hamilton and Verstappen could race, which is, which is odd, but it is what it is. Max came out on top on fresher, quicker tires, and got the got the dub. So good win for Max. Heartbreak, heartbreaking for Lewis Hamilton. And to be fair to him, although I don't really like him as a person usually, he uh, he's uh, come out and like he's been real, like a real sportsman about it and just sort of moved on like yeah. I, think, and I think even after the race he was very cordial and very supportive of Max yeah. and I think he understands how important it is for Max rather I think I think he re- he really sees the bigger picture already Absolutely. Um, which which it, it doesn't represent the thoughts of the Mercedes team necessarily and mm-hmm. um you know with their protests and stuff I mean obviously they're going to protest but the, yeah. his fans and stuff that have come out in support and trying to, you know, trying to get the role reversed. I mean, you know, Lewis is, is a big enough man to see um, how important this is for Max and that it shouldn't be overshadowed by that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's tipped his and He's a true champion. Yeah. 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 He, yeah in, in this instance, he's really shown that sort of true champion coming out. Like, I, it, I, I can't believe, like, how hard, like, I couldn't even fathom how hard that would be to, to go up to your biggest competitor, one that you've had really, like, really dangerous incidents with throughout the year um, and sort of just be like, well, realistically, you won sort of fair and square. But is that, like, like I said, it's probably not the ideal way to win or lose the championship, but it what's done is done. And, um, yeah. It, it is what it is. So congratulations to Max. And I think for the bigger picture for next year, though, to, like I think Lewis is just thinking about, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Let's, let's just 
continue on this run for next year. Yeah. Um, Go for eight. Yeah, exactly. Well, and with that, Mercedes won their eighth straight uh, construct title. So congratulations to them. Um, and and it can't be understated how well Sergio Perez drove for Red Bull last night as well in terms of uh, team effort. So in the middle of the race, yeah, uh, Sergio stayed out to sort of slow up Hamilton, who was flying behind him, and uh, and within that, Sergio's so there was a like a ten second gap between Hamilton and Verstappen, shaved that down to one by staying in front of Hamilton and slowing him up on slow corners. So played the team game. Unfortunately for Sergio, he had to retire. With a dodgy car, so yeah. But great, great F one season. One of the best we've had in a while. Most competitive we've had in a while too. Uh, I don't think we've had a competitive F one championship like this since uh, 2016, when it came down to the last race between Hamilton and Rosberg. So uh, no, it's a very, very good, um, very good for the sport, and it's good to have cars that are competitive against each other. So. And with that, we'll we'll move on. But good win for Max, good win for Red Bull. Uh, and, yeah, it's good for the sport. Uh, moving Great on, we, we had the Ashes' first test last week with Australia coming out on top, winning by nine wickets. It, like, it, it didn't reflect on how dominant it was in the end. But, man, like, great start for the Aussies. Day four, nine wicket victory. Um, slight fight back from England, but it didn't mean anything in the end. Um, Australia's pace attack is just dominant. I think it's the best bowling attack in the world, and I think it's the best bowling attack we've had in the world for about five years. Um, it was unstoppable, really. Simplest way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I think they got the team right. There was talk about leaving Stark out. No, pick him. Um, that combination has never lost an Ashes test, <coughs> a bowling attack, So, um, which is going to play major effects coming into the next game because there are going to be changes. Yeah, I was about to say, it hasn't lost an Ashes test in Australia. No, that bowling attack, mm. as a foursome, has never lost an Ashes. Really? The Ashes test that we lost in England, um, one of them, Hazelwood, was out and they picked um, Pattinson. So that combination is six from six. Wow. That's a tweet from Sam Ferris the other day. So, yeah. It's a tremendous effort. Yeah. Hang on. I'll just go That combination will not be the same for the Adelaide test, which starts Thursday. Um, Joshy Hazelwood's done a side strain, so um, that'll be... That's disastrous for the Australian attack. Um, he's, he, he's, been, he's been probably... Yeah, it is. Yeah. The, the biggest difference was Travis Heads. Yeah, um, he's been... Joshy Hazelwood. Without yeah, he's, been, he's been one of the best players. How big of a blow do you think that that, that leads to us making this a lot closer in the it second is, I think a huge hold really. in terms of consistency massive. and um, 
like the the amount of yeah. pressure that Hazelwood brings with his bowling. Doesn't he doesn't always get the wickets, but man, yeah. he creates that much pressure that it makes it so much easier for the bowlers at the other end to come in and nip a few. And we saw that. I think that was a prime example. What do you? Yeah. When, um, Paddy Cummins got Fifer, but uh, like honestly, yeah. Hazelwood deserved at least four or five in in either innings. Was, like, um, yeah, is very underrated. Hundred percent. He sort of really allows for. Like Stark normally goes for runs, but because Josh doesn't go for anything, it allows you to be more attacking in your other options. Yeah, exactly. Um, so without him, it's going to be quite different. Um, the best thing is we've got ready-made test bowlers. They're just not... Like, I think Josh is number six in the world. He's definitely top 10. Um, so it's hard to replace someone like that. Um, and who they pick is... It's going to be interesting. Um, but we've got other issues as well because Dave Warner looks like he could be out for the next test. So I'd look to see if he doesn't play, that'll mean Usman Kawaja will come in, probably open. Um, it's good to see that Travis Head sort of sewed up that five spot for for this yes. summer anyway. That 152 is was incredible and it was the difference in the first test. So... Absolutely, um, tremendous. Not like leading into this test, there was there was calls for him to not even be in the side. Yeah, so it was a 50-50 call on him and him and Uzi. And um, I, I'm always a Trav Head fan. Um, yeah, I'm a massive supporter of Trav, and um, I'm glad to see that paid off because mm. it was the difference in the end. So. Absolutely. Well, in saying that, who, who do you bring in for uh, Hazelwood and who do you bring in for Warner? So I'm bringing Uzi in to replace Warner if he doesn't play. Yep. Um, Usman Kawaja, he's, he scored runs at the top of the order. He averages 40 in test cricket. Um, so I think he can do a job there quite easily. Um, Jai Richardson will be the one to come in for, for Hazelwood. Um I think he's the future of the Australian bowling attack. Um, so you're not going to take a risk on a like a slightly better swing bowler in uh, Nisa? Uh, I think Nisa will be hard done by to miss out. I think yeah. he took five for in the Australia A game. Yeah, I think he took seven for the match. Um, but I think Jai is probably the pick. He swings the ball and he's also a lot faster. Yeah. Um, where like. Cam Green can do a similar job to what Nisa will do. Yeah. Like, he, he's probably there more accurate, but I know Cam Green's bowling probably allows you to pick someone more attacking. Yeah. Um, so that's probably why I go with Richardson. Yeah, fair call. And also, I just like his, I just like his attitude. I like how yeah. aggressive he is. He's um, aggressive, and he's got a very similar... Like, we've talked about it before. I think even in the last Chris... Uh, cricket special that we did last year that he's got a very similar yeah. style to Dale Stain in terms of his bowling action and Jimmy and yeah. like Jimmy Anderson as well like very much a flick of the wrist there's, and there's worse people you can um, style yourself off than Dale Stain yeah exactly I've um, I seen a stat the other day which is quite crazy 
for those people that aren't super into cricket, Dale Steyn spent more weeks as the world number one bowler than um, Federer spent at the top of the tennis rankings. Yes. We all know how dominant Federer's been. So Dale, Dale Steyn spent more weeks at number one. So that's a bit of a crazy stat. But there's so people you can in the second test shape yourself yeah. after anyway. Well, who do we have in the second test? Who's winning it? I think yeah. we'll, we'll get the biggies. Okay, I think it's um the, the pressure will be on Australia though too, like in terms of filling those spots that are um that, that we got to fill. And we, and we also have and yeah. England also have uh, Jimmy Anderson and Drew Broad to come back in as well, who are by far England's best bowlers of the last ten years. So. So yeah, so England England have uh, Jimmy Anderson and Stewie Broad to come back in and like that they'll be their experience test. Pardon? They're their best bowlers ever. Yeah. In terms of wickets. Well, yeah, you know, but like you know what I mean, like yeah. even the last yeah, team oh yeah, been so dominant and yeah. um, yeah, so so that'll be huge, especially in day night tests. Like that'll suit Jimmy Anderson's bowling really well, like. Bowling yep. late, like in that dusk period where it starts to swing a bit more. So the pink ball moves so, more too. So yeah. um, England have circled the Adelaide Test if they're going to win one. Well, now that the fifth Test has changed, it'll help them as well. But Adelaide's the one that they're really targeting because mm. um, it suits them the best. Yeah. Um, and now the fifth Test has moved to Tasmania. Now it's at uh, the Hobart. It'll suit him as well. But mm. Australia will win, but it's going to be the closest of all the games. Yeah. It should be. Providing should that be. Turn. But yes. Yeah. Not very good. Yeah. And with that, we'll move on. It's a good wrap-up of the cricket and a good preview. We'll move on to the UFC that happened on the weekend. So we had U- UFC 269. And wow, this was an absolute, like an absolute crazy card. Like I, I couldn't believe how some of these results came out. So we'll start start with our with our boy Bam Bam, Taitua Vasa getting the big knockout win over Augusto Sakai. Man, is, is there anything better than seeing like a, a full on SA just like go go nuts? Give, uh, give me give me the shoey, give me the beer, put it in the shoe. Let's do it. What did he walk out to? Was it Barbie Girl? Yeah, it was something, something like that. It was a Barbie Aqu- Girl. I'm sure it was Aqua's Barbie Girl. It was, yeah. He's a character. You've got to throw punches if you're walking out to that. Yeah. But like this, I think he's on a little bit of a run at the minute too, like in terms of uh, of wins. So he's getting back into it. He's looking really good. That was a really good win for him. And um, yeah, yeah it'll be good to see him back back again. He called, I think he called out John Jones as well after this fight. Yeah. He's like, I want John Jones. Let's let's do it. It's like, could you imagine? But uh yeah, no, an anyway. interesting fight style. Yeah. It was just just full on, like he was just going full on. So that 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 might suit yeah. John Jones a bit more. But anyway, we'll move on. 
We had Dominic Cruz getting the win over Pedro Munoz. It's good to see Dominic Cruz back in back in the winner's circle. He's sort of been in and out of fighting with commentary. Like it's sort of whether or not he's got one foot out the door, he, he still wants to like have one more push in that uh, bantamweight uh, arena. Uh, Josh Emmett got the decision win over Dan Ige. Uh, moving on to the main card where it, where it started to get real interesting, boys. Here we go. Sugar Sean O'Malley getting the knockout or technical knockout win over Rollian Paver. Sugar, Sugar Sean is looking really good again. And then local, well, we'll call him local boy. Hey. I'm with Sugar. He's undefeated. He's the real deal. I love Sugar. Yeah. Well, he, he technically he's got a loss there, but he's undefeated, he, mate. Just ask him. He's undefeated, ask him. <laughs> he got defeated by his own body <laughs> in that loss. Yeah. Uh, we had a huge result for, we'll call him a local boy. We like to consider the Kiwi boys our, our own. Yeah. Uh, Kai France getting the knockout win over Cody Garbrandt and absolutely demolishing him. Like it, it yeah. was it, like Cody hasn't been the same since he lost that title fight against uh, TJ. Um, yeah, it, it, it's hard to see where Cody's going to come back to, whether or not he does. Like he's he's a consummate professional, but look, I, I don't know. I don't know whether or not his time's up in the UFC, but not not in the UFC. <laughs> but like you know, like whether or not he should start really thinking about life after fighting. I think I think he might he might need a weight change. I think, yeah, I think just something 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 to re refresh his hunger. Um, not that I'm saying that he's not hungry, but I think just to get him back into into some sort of fighting form and get him back in that you know that that extra little bit of confidence because I think if he does change weight classes, it'll give him a little bit more confidence because you know everybody will be telling me, "No, oh, it'll be different. It'll be different. It'll be different." And I think he needs that at the moment. Mm. But do you think you reckon he should he go goes up weight to... classes? Yeah, so I'm trying to think is. Yeah, I think if he go goes up. up to bantamweight, or yeah, I, like yeah, I reckon he should go up. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think he should go down. He's, I think he's, a, he's a big flyweight. Yeah, um, I think he can go up um, yeah. if yeah. need be, and um, <coughs> I think, I think he can, he can prep for that. And speaking of going up, anyone see photos of Conor McGregor? Woo! <sighs> Boys look a dick with three C's. He'll be back to, <laughs> to, to fight at right? Yeah, he's coming back for that heavyweight division, boys. Yeah. He wants that John Jones fight. Come back and fought heavyweight. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Want... Come back and fight middleweight. Yeah, because he'll want. He, he, he crazy. Fight, I reckon. He looks. He looks big, big. Yeah, looks yoked. Mm. Someone looks chicken. Big. He doesn't look fight big. He's been Imagine... getting Dave's contacts for steroids. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. Right, oh, good answer. Good answer. Right, right. Oh, shit jokes. <laughs> mate, Better one. Just trying to get you involved. <laughs> uh, moving on, we had Jeff Neal getting the decision win over Santiago Ponzin Bibio. Santiago Ponzi. Let's just say that. Uh, and then we'll move on to probably one of the biggest uh, upsets of the year. We had Juliana. Pena getting the submission win over Amanda Nunes. 
He dominated her too. It, it was insane. Yeah. Like it, considering how dominant Amanda's been the last three years, like there was there was no one left in that division to fight her. No, and so, she had a game plan. And then she come out and she executed that she did exactly what she said she was going to. Yeah. Like it was impressive. I couldn't believe it. Like when we saw it, like I I was just like, nah, surely that's not right. But it's probably sim- similar yeah. in, a, in a similar vein to when uh, when uh, <laughs> Nate Diaz cho- choked out Conor McGregor too in that first fight. So like just came, like it didn't come out of nowhere, but like this was a much more definite game plan, but still the shock of uh, someone that, that's been up there so long that they could get submitted like that. Yeah, well, it just, it just brought well, the remnants in. of the Holly Home and Ronda Rousey. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm. Yeah, 100%, Mars. Do you think uh, this, I think this loss will just spur Amanda on, though, too, surely? Like, she's, yeah, unless, she's, unless she's looking for a way out. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. fair. I just don't think she's been challenged for so long. Mm. Like, it'd be hard not to get complacent at some level. Mm. Oh, I'd love her to come out, win the belt, then retire. You know what I mean? Yeah, like win it back and then. Yeah, win it back and then just say that was my last fight. Thanks. Yeah. Walk out. Isn't that what like, Misha Tate's doing again? Like, didn't she come out of retirement again to, to fight? Yeah, mm. but then didn't she get her head bashed in by about five different people? So, mm, no, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think she's had a fight yet, but. Yeah, right. I thought I seen her have a fight not long ago. I think she got done. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that might have been when she said, "Oh, yeah, I'm done." The first yeah. time around. Yeah, it might have been. But uh, yeah. She's been but fighting anyway, for a long time. Yeah. We'll move on. We had Charles Oliveira getting the submission win over Dustin Poirier. Um, this one I wasn't too surprised at. Like I know Dustin's been on a good good uh win streak at the minute, and he was doing really well. Like he when the fight was on the feet, like he was dominating Charles. Yeah. But once it got to the ground, there was just a different level of uh, two, two di- like chalk and cheese on the ground. Like yeah. Oliveira had him wrapped up like a, like a python. Yeah. Like there was no way Dustin was going to win when the game was on the ground. So good win for Charles Oliveira. And uh, it's a shame that, Yeah. No, very good. Well, that's the wrap-up of UFC 269. And we'll jump across to the NFL. Uh, so before we start the NFL results, we had... Yeah. Uh, we had <laughs> Demarius Thomas dying at age 33, former Pro Bowl player for, um, for Denver. Uh, I believe that when Denver went out to play today, they only started with uh, 10 players on the field just to hold that that spot there for in in uh, memoriam of Demarius Thomas so good good play by them to start the match but unfortunate news coming out of Denver and with that we'll jump across to the NFL results for the past week. <clears throat> So we had the Steelers losing to the Vikings. Oh, what a way to start, eh, Muzzy? Yeah. <laughs> Great. After our, after our bounce back last week, we had a good win. Um, 
fan and this week I like it's, I, I just I, I think I'm just a, a broken record at this stage um, I'm sure we'll finish with a, with a decent record and um, everybody will just pretend everything's okay um, yeah. <clears throat> which obviously I like if, if you if you if anyone bothered to have a have a decent look at it they would say that it's not okay but apparently everybody just wants to live off that and but I understand you know people want to save their jobs. Uh, lots of other things working in throughout that, but um, yeah, look, it's as as a fan, it's it's obviously going to be super disappointing. Yeah, of course, and um, well, can't, yeah, can't be ideal. No, and then get, getting beaten by the run of the Vikings because obviously they don't have much of a throw on them. Um, getting beaten by their run is just disappointing. Uh, zero rush defense is was good. Mm. Yeah, well, and especially when they're both sort of in similar positions too, like in terms of win-loss record. So, uh, important win for Vikings to <coughs> to try and nab that <coughs> wild card spot. So, yeah, I think they've they've got a bit of a better division, so it'll be yeah. easy for them to to, to creep in. Hmm. Um, obviously, in through. So, no, very good. Moving on, we had the. Dallas Cowboys getting the 27 to 20 win over the Washington football team. I keep going to call them the Washington Redskins or whatever they were. Uh, important win for, for Cowboys in, in that run into the playoffs. Um, like, we, like we've talked about before, we know Washington isn't great, but they do have the ability to win a game here and there. So good win for the Cowboys. Yeah, six and seven is not the worst record, especially for Washington. I reckon at the start of the year, they would have definitely taken that. Um, so they've been better. Um, but yeah, important win for the Cowboys, division rivals, and like same division and everything. So um, the Cowboys are, are on a bit of cruise control at the minute. They've got a pretty good record. And they look the goods. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, we had the Titans getting the 20 nil win over the Jags. Uh, tough. Tough loss for the Jags again. Uh, I think they're just sort of coasting through to that red line that that's at, at the end of the season for them. Uh, important win for the Titans, obviously, in their run to the playoffs as well. Uh, Seahawks finally get a win, 33 points to 13 over Houston. I mean, Houston's nothing to, to sort of chalk up a win about, but a win's a win. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs finally pulling out mm. a big... Uh, 48 points to nine over the Raiders. Uh, Chiefs looking much more like the playoff team that we've seen in the last few years. Uh, and we also had the Saints getting a 30 points to nine win over the Jets. So important win for them as well in terms of that that division that they're in. Shout out, shout out to the Chiefs too. I think since we put them on blast, I think what was it three weeks ago? I think now it's been like three games in a row where they've had it allowed under 10 points. Yeah. No. Yeah, and, and like I think it was two weeks ago when they they did have that close win. It was like seven, eighteen points to seven or something, or eighteen points to eight. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So good win for them to to finally start getting that offense in the gear. In yeah. And the the numbers now for the year look a lot. They look super competitive against the best teams that we've been talking about all year. You know what I mean? Like we've been talking the Titans up and the Cowboys. They've all of a sudden got the same record. So um, they're going to be super competitive. Absolutely. 
Uh, and like I said before, Saints getting a 30 points to nine win over the Jets. Jets looking for that tank draft. Um, looking for that number one pick and losing like that will get you close. It'll help. Moving on, we had the Falcons. Yay, we finally got a win. 29 points to 21 over the Carolina Panthers. We've been struggling. Uh, good win for us. Still not, not great, though. So it is what it is. Good win for us. I'll take it. Uh, Cleveland, get out the big win against Baltimore. 24 points to 22. This has sort of been like the way of the Browns this year. When they win those big games, they win by two or three points and not much, not much difference in terms of uh, in in their wins. So, mm, uh, great division rival game there. Yeah. Mm, really, really showed out the, the top two teams sort of in that division along with yeah. obviously the, the Patriots. But, um, yeah, it looks, looks really good. Yeah. And it's funny, like, to see how, like, how tough that division is at the minute, too. Like, yeah. when at the start of the year, we didn't think the Patriots were going to be anywhere near where they are at the minute. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, important win for, for the Browns in terms of playoff run coming up. So, with that, we'll move on. Chargers getting 37 points to 21 win over the New York Giants. Giants looking good, Haycox. Oh, mate, it always looks good in New York. I'll tell you what. Um, fancy a city having two teams and they both just suck. <laughs> Every sport honestly. they play. I was about to say, and, and all that money behind them still can't survive. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, the, ba- the, basketball, the basketball teams um, are doing good, Coxie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all they got at the moment. What was that, mate? Well, I was about to say, for the city that never sleeps, they assure us sleepwalking through this bloody this competition at the minute. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the only thing I will say is just um, is choose a better football team. Yeah. <laughs> That's what? all I'll say, boys. Actually, question for you, lads. Um, if you were to, like, like say you're getting into the NFL today, what team would you decide to support? Buffalo. The Bills. Buffalo's a good call. I, I love the Bills. Team. And I love the st- – I always pick my teams off stories. And I love that run through the 90s they had where they lost everything. Yeah. So I love stories. So I'd go the Bills. Yeah. I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I'd say I might have to go someone like maybe the Ravens, young quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um, super explosive, <clears throat> exciting team to watch. Um, I know I shouldn't say that. They're a division rival and the rest. But <laughs> um, no, they, I think they're, they're an exciting team. Same with Dallas. Um, as it come up, you know, America's team is finally coming back. Mm. Well, to, and to back off that, uh, backing your uh, division rivals, uh, I'd probably almost say New Orleans Saints too. Like I've got a got a little little spot for them in my heart, but yeah. You look for ideas, Coxie. Oh yeah, like you know, I did so well picking the Giants. I just thought, you know. <laughs> Might get some ideas off the boys tonight and see what. <laughs> you, you, you picked them at the right time when you did. Oh no! Even then they sucked when I picked them. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I should have. In hindsight, I should have just went for D- Detroit. Would have probably been a bit less painful. You know? <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were about to say Patriots. Mate. At least you know they're going to suck. Yeah. Well, that's it. Patriots would be a good pick, I reckon. Now that they're rebuilding, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on, we had the Broncos getting 38 points to 10 win over the D- Detroit Lions. Um, easy win for the De- uh, for, for Denver. Uh, just more pain for Detroit. Uh, San Francisco 49ers take it out in a tight one against the Bengals, 26 points to 23, uh, stopping that sort of run that the Bengals were on. So, and, and it was an important win for 49ers in terms of their division as well. So that that went to overtime as well. So good, good win for the 49ers. Uh, another overtime game, Buccaneers get the 33 points to 27 win over the Bills. Uh, TB12 just is still doing PB12 things. Yeah, Hail Mary turned the game. It was like 58 yards or something. Yeah. The, the PTSD I got out of that. <laughs> just just uh, triggered me and I cried in the corner for a half hour. Oh, still one of the best days of my life. <laughs> Moving on, we had the Green Bay Packers busting out a 45 points and 30 win over the Bears. Um, if you're a Packers fan, are you worried about that defense letting 30 points in? I am because it was the Bears. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. Defense wins titles. Offense wins games. So I look yep. at it. Yeah. Yeah. You keep cool. winning the games, you win the title, surely. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Mate, I, I, you can you can win the battle. So you put it put it this way: offense wins the battle, defense wins the war. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, but I honestly don't think the Packers really give a shit at the moment. Oh, I'm I'm sure they don't, but I think letting 30 points in by the Bears, I think, is yeah, like a little hurdle that they now need to go look at in terms of what they do from I here think on it's out. The, I think it's the kick in the backside they need. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think I think we're all in agreement in terms of of that uh, ideal. So, are think- those? Can I just say, are those so Packers and Buccaneers? Are they the two standout teams that will progress from from either side? With they're both ten and three, I think the only one with ten, other one with ten wins is the Cardinals. I think the Patriots have nine. A couple of other teams have nine, but I think yeah. they're the only ones in Cardinals that have ten wins. I, I wouldn't want to be coming up against Kansas City. Yeah. So they're, they're nine and four. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. And like Buccaneers have the ability to drop a couple of games here and there, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see in the following weeks, like what happens. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting anyway. Yeah. That second week of the playoffs, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, like, Wildcard teams are getting through, and yeah, how they can shake up the playoff system. So, I think there's five, six teams that I'm like, I, I think there's only six teams that can win it. But um, I get to the second week, I think it's going to make it very interesting. Mm. Absolutely. Who we got, boys? Rams or Cardinals? I think Cardinals. Uh, I don't know. You go Rams. go Rams for this one. What about you, Muzzy? I'll go Cardinals, make it easy 50 50 split. Yeah. I think Rams have just been that little <laughs> bit more inconsistent in terms of their play, but 
I mean, they have the ability to play against uh, offensive teams pretty well too. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the result of that. But uh, yeah. not, I feel like I'm just not sold on the Reams yet. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a bit the same. Like, I, know, I know that they probably have the ability to, but I just don't think they've quite clicked yet. No. Yeah, they should they be always good up for this now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, very good. Well, with that, that wraps up episode 66 of the Pick 199 podcast. Uh, we welcome, uh, thank you for sticking around and listening and uh, like, comment and subscribe down below. Catch you later, guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah.